Welcome to another edition of David Essel Live, gang, rocking you across the USA for the past 24 years, broadcasting live on a Studio E in Los Angeles, California. I am so happy to have you with us. We've got a killer lineup, as we always do. And, of course, Nathan and Trisha in the studio with me, making sure that everything goes as smooth as can be. You know, it's kind of funny, of course. And radio and then television as well. People don't know what goes on behind the scene. But probably about a minute and a half before we're supposed to go live, I could not connect with Nathan. And we never know what's going on. I couldn't hear him. I'm not sure if he could even hear me. He might have been able to hear me. But but we got it figured out just in a lick of time. And I'm damn happy to be here with you and proud to be part of the iHeart Premier Clear Channel Radio Network. As I mentioned earlier, for the past 24 years, broadcasting live Saturday evening, 6 to 9. And for, for people that are listening to us on iHeart, Radio.com. When you ever want to listen to the archive shows, just go to talkdavid.com and we can do that for you. I'm going to read one of the many emails that we got in this week uh, about a question from our listener. And then I'll go and talk about who the guests are, killer lineup as always, and then come back and answer the question. David, on several of your YouTube videos, you say positive thinking is never enough for success. But why then are there all these books on the market on positive thinking? Great question, isn't it? So either I'm insane or all these other authors are off the boat. Which is it? <laughs> we won't ask anyone who knows me. That question is off the charts, off the table for anyone that knows me. Let's go to our guest and then I'll answer the question. Dr. Devi is back and this is going to be a fascinating interview. Is there a genetic link for suicide? You know, Robin Williams takes his own life a couple weeks ago. Is there a genetic link, number one? Is there a test, a blood test, that can be done to detect suicidal thoughts? Well, do you want to know something? The answer to question B is yes, and Dr. Debbie's going to talk to us about that. We love her. So great to have her back with us. Renee Milan Masters is going to be talking about her book, You Are Smarter Than You Think. We need to learn how to learn. Isn't that an interesting statement? We need to learn how to learn. In other words, and she's got some great stories about how certain types of learning styles are so different than others, and that's why you can have a class full of kids or adults going through something, and 50% of them will get it and 50% of them will not, let's say. And there's a reason behind it. We're going to find out. And you're probably a lot smarter than you give yourself credit for. Lee Daniel Kravitz is with us. He's the co-author of Super Survivors, The Surprising Link Between Suffering and Success. And this is going to blow a lot of people's minds. Millions of people go through trauma in their lifetime. Some make it back to live an average life. Some people end up becoming victims, traumatized, never recover, and others go on to create a life of unbelievable success and passion. How do they do it? We'll find out from Lee Daniel Kravitz when he comes on. So isn't this so awesome? You know, I spoke to this organization. It's a national organization called Dress for Success. And the organization, I spoke to them this week, and, and the organization is all about helping women who are behind the eight ball, get back into life, helping them with their attire, helping them, training them on how to do interviews, resumes, et cetera, et cetera. So I was very blessed, and I had a chance to spend an hour and a half speaking to this group this week. And one of the things I said to them, and this has been the truth for 24 years, is that I have been so blessed this long doing this work because of the guests and the emails and the texts and the callers. And by the way, our toll-free number is 1-800-548-TALK. 
1-800-548-TALK. Our text number, if you want to call us, call us. If you want to text us, text us. The text number is 941-266-7676, 941-266-7676. But I've been blessed for 24 years to, to I mean, be inspired every Saturday for three hours with the guests that we have on. And this is someone that asked a question of, you know, how are you so multifaceted in your life? Well, I'm in a classroom every Saturday for three hours. Of course, it's a lot longer than that. You know, there's three hours of preparation or more uh, per show. So there's all kinds of time that I'm preparing for it. But, I mean, I really do get this amazing education every Saturday. And thank you so much for being a part of this program. Let's go back to your questions. And if you have questions as we go through, you know, text us, 941-266-7676. David, on several of your YouTube videos, you say positive thinking is never enough for success, but there are all kinds of books then why are there all kinds of books on positive thinking? A positive thinking is good. I'm not going to say it's not. If you say, I have a choice between being a negative thinker and a positive thinker, what should I be? Well, there isn't even a question. Of course, positive thinking is wonderful, but it will never lead to life change. It will never lead to long-term change. And this is where a lot of us miss the boat. You know, it's great. It's wonderful. It's an instant high. You pick up one of my books, of course. <laughs> you pick up one, some motivational book like Think and Grow Rich or some other best, best-selling book on, on positive thinking. Dr. Norman Vincent Peale, The Power of Positive Thinking. You pick up some book and you feel better in the moment. But unless a miracle is happening from that positive thought, which do, that miracles do happen, They're rare, but they do happen. Unless a miracle happens, there is no other benefit other than the instant lift. But that instant lift cannot stay long term, and it surely cannot bring success into our lives. Short-term boost, yes. I encourage people to use motivational quotes and motivational books and motivational CDs and motivational radio shows like this one all the time. Oh, my Lord, so don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm in this field. I've been doing this for over 30 years. I'm a huge fan of positive thinking, but it does not change lives, and that's so important. The only thing, the only thing that you can guarantee will change your life is if you lead your life differently than you are right now. And that is the key to change. The key to change is doing the uncomfortable steps, the steps that you'd rather not kind of want to do on a daily basis. One of my clients is struggling with spending too much time on her iPhone, on the Internet, you know, and so it takes away from her ability to be present with people in her family. It takes away the, her ability to to be peaceful and at calm because when your mind is always wrapped around your computer or your iPhone, there is no downtime. There's no down. James Cameron, the uh, uh, the director of Avatar and uh, the Titanic and other movies, he said in an interview not too long ago that you know it's really sad when he walks through airports and he sees ninety percent of people walking with their head down, looking at their iPhone. They're missing out in the present moment, you know, and it's so true. But if you do something differently to break that addiction to your iPhone, to break the addiction to food, to nicotine, to alcohol, if you do something differently on a daily basis to change your financial situation, then your attitude will start to improve. You will become more positive because you're doing things that initially you don't want to do, and that's the secret to long-term life change. That's the secret to the people that become financially independent, who get the body they've always wanted, the love life they've always wanted. I swear to God, I'm on a soapbox right now because this is crucial. And as a matter of fact, if you want more of this, this Wednesday, we have our two-hour teleconference, Change Your Life Now. 
And you can join us, obviously, it's a teleconference. You can join us from anywhere in the United States via teleconference. You can join us in Florida in person, but don't worry about it if you're not in Florida. Go to talkdavid.com. In, in the two-hour seminar, Change Your Life Now, this coming Wednesday, August 27th, you will see firsthand what I'm talking about in a two-hour in-depth discussion on how to change your life, and it ain't going to be through your thoughts. <laughs> you can be guaranteed with that. Every 30 days, we do a different seminar. How to build confidence for life, financial freedom, spirituality, lose weight forever, love in relationships. I mean, there, we, we do something different every every 30 days, a seminar that you can join. It's only 27 bucks too. That's at, at talkdavid.com. But the most important thing I can tell you to answer this question is that thinking isn't enough. You know, in the 24 years of interviewing the top brains in the world on success and growth and love and life and money, not one of my guests has ever said to me, David, I changed my life through positive thinking. Not one. Not one person has ever even come close to saying that. Hey, coming up in a couple minutes, we're going to talk about a teenage son who's become a nightmare. Uh, we're going to be talking about heart-centered breathing from Greg Braden last week. Um, what else? Oh, my God, there's so many different questions coming up here. But you're in the right place. Tell your friends and family to tune in right now. TalkDavid.com. They can listen to us live. I'm glad you're with us. We're going to kick butt for the rest of the three hours. I'm David Essel. Stay right there. Ready for a miracle? Hi, David Essel here, inviting you to join our 10-week course, Success and Miracles, beginning Tuesday, October 7th, for 10 straight weeks. You'll be joined by many other success-minded people who want what you want, success and miracles. Whether it's love, wealth, or health, go to talkdavid.com right now. This teleconference series is open to anyone in the USA. That's talkdavid.com. Join the course, Success and Miracles, to change your life now. Talkdavid.com. That's talkdavid.com. Need toner? The Toner Kings sells all leading brands of toner cartridges to hundreds of businesses across the country. And Fortune 500 companies like Lockheed Martin, American Red Cross, and Excellus Blue Cross, just to name a few. Just head online to thetonerkings.com. Order toner and save up to 60% off dealer pricing with their 100% guarantee. You can try a new cost-effective toner solution with no risk. Visit thetonerkings.com. Mention you heard this ad on XM Radio and get an additional 20% off your first toner order. Have you ever wondered why you struggle with money or why creating deep love is so challenging or why losing weight and keeping it off is such a struggle? Hi, I'm iHeartRadio host and author David Essel. For 22 years, we have helped thousands of people figure out the why to their life challenges and then create a plan that leads to lifelong success. If you're ready, contact me at talkdavid.com today. Our one-on-one sessions are so effective that you will absolutely create the life you desire. And programs begin as low as $100. One-on-one with me, David Essel, at Talk david.com clients who have worked one-on-one with master life coach david essel are learning how to change their lives just three years ago i went through david essel's life coaching program and i started my own business since then it's blossomed into a worldwide audience through the university of moms i've written two books and i have a business i really love thanks david for all your support you rock. Client success has come from focus and accountability with David, and the same can happen for you. Life coaching programs start at under $200. So visit talkdavid.com. That's talkdavid.com.
What do you really want out of life? What would make you really happy? I'm David Essel, author of the new free book, The Power of Focus, yours at talkdavid.com. We're giving away 1 million copies of The Power of Focus free at talkdavid.com. You deserve your desires. Get your free book, The Power of Focus, today at talkdavid.com. For 21 years, positive talk radio equals David Essel alive. Listen on XM 168 every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. Life is short, and it's getting shorter every day. Are you finished procrastinating over your biggest goals in life? Would you like to finally make a lot more money or lose that extra fat to create more success and actually feel more successful? It's time to stop talking about goals and actually achieve them. Master Life Coach David Essel can help you accomplish your biggest goals in life. David is the one to help you right now. Let's change your life. Visit TalkDavid.com today. That's TalkDavid.com. Would you like to learn the secrets of the most successful people in life to radically change your life and then help others do the same? Hi, I'm David Essel. Since 1996, we've been teaching people from all over the world how to become certified life coaches. These classes can be done in person or via teleconference from anywhere in the USA. And we even offer these life-changing courses via a one-on-one option. Our certification is so effective that it's the only one offered in the USA on a college campus. Visit LifeCoachUniverse.com. That's LifeCoachUniverse.com. Let's face it, it's really hard to make major life changes by ourselves. How many times have we said that we're ready to make more money, stop procrastinating on our goals, get into shape, or maybe even go deeper on our spiritual path? Yet we woke up today, and again, nothing has changed. For 25 years, Master Life Coach David Essel has helped thousands of people accomplish their biggest goals. They finally transform their lives. Now it's your turn. Visit TalkDavid.com. Work one-on-one with Master Life Coach David Essel. Talk david.com You're tuned in to David Essel Alive, America's positive radio show. Like us on Facebook and listen to hundreds of inspirational archive shows at talkdavid.com. Now here's your host, Mr. Motivation, David Essel. Coast to coast every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. Welcome aboard, gang. 1-800-TALK-TO-US, 800-548-TALK. And the text number, 941-266-7676. This text came in probably five, six hours ago. My teenage son, 16, is a nightmare. Uh, Give me insight as to why he he has become so disrespectful, angry, and loud. Okay, there's two reasons, two main reasons I'm going to talk about first that have to do with being a 16-year-old. A a lot of this, uh, these first two things I'm going to say, they're difficult to change, but it's good to know. It's good to understand. The first one is the release of hormones, specifically testosterone. As boys go through puberty, the release of testosterone brings out aggression, uh, and that can come in the form of sassiness and talking back and being belligerent, being disrespectful, being angry. They just don't understand, and and none, none of us do at that age. And this doesn't happen to everyone, but it happens to an, enough to make to make us see a pattern without num- without a doubt. So number one, it's hormones. Number two, is that there's this massive need to be independent. I'm no longer your little boy. 
I'm no longer your little son. I am my own person. And then that that striving to be independent is a really good thing because he's preparing himself for the independence that's coming. If he goes to college, if he goes to work after high school, whatever he chooses to do, it's actually a good thing. Now, it's unfortunate that we don't know at 16 how to voice our feelings and our opinions. You know, I mean, a very advanced 16-year-old will come up and say, hey, mom, listen, I just to be honest with you here, I am, you know, I'm becoming an independent man, and there's a bunch of testosterone rushing through my brain right now, so I'm going to start to be a little aloof and distant. I won't take it out on you, mom, but just understand that when I go into these periods of sulkiness, where I go into these periods of shutting my bedroom door because I don't want you in my life anymore, don't take it personally, mom. It's just about being a 16-year-old. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, no one has the ability to do that. I was hell as a teenager. If uh, My mom and dad don't come on the air very much anymore. <laughs> they used to come on years ago more regularly. But but if they did come on and talk honestly, and my brother, I should probably get my brother on. He would be the one to share the stories. But I was not a good teenager. I was not a good 8, 9, 10, 11, 12-year-old either. But um, but a lot of it was was this. Now, the secondary thing I'm going to talk to you about is what I work with teenagers with in my office, and that is arrogance and entitlement. We have this amazing success story of this young man, 15 years old, who I've been working with now for the past four or five months. Absolutely brutal what he put his mom through. And um, and we've got we've been working for four months straight, so we should be seeing success, and we are. And and how I hit it was via arrogance and entitlement. If parents have the approach of I want to be my son's friend or my daughter's friend, you're screwed. You need to be parents first, friends second. And but we've got that really screwed up. You know, from from when I was growing up to today, the tables have turned dramatically. And I'm not sure why, to be quite frank with you. I'm sure someone knows the answer of why parents want to be friends and not parents. I don't know the answer. I just see the end result. So we turn it around. And we help teenagers see how arrogant they are. We help them understand the term arrogance, the concept of arrogance, examples of arrogance. When a parent is friends first, they often get, let their children get away with murder. There's, there, isn't, there isn't a lot of discipline. There's not chores. There's not responsibilities. Because once the kids start pushing back, the parents back up. Of course, it's unacceptable. We should not be doing that, but that's where society is gone. So I work from the children's level on arrogance and entitlement, and then I work with the parents on appropriate boundaries, consequences, communication skills, et cetera, and we see immense turnaround. So really, really happy to be able to share that with on the show. Uh, and, it, you know, and for our listener that wrote in, if I can help you, email me at talkdavid.com. I'd be more than happy to take you through it in a little bit more of a detail. Um, oh, this is a dating one. This is a big, this is a heavy. Since I dated my boyfriend uh, over three years ago, he has changed dramatically. I know in men, most of your work you say people don't change, but trust me, he has. In the three years, he has quit working out com- completely. He used to be a competitive bodybuilder, which I very much admired. Now he works out zero. He procrastinates all the big stuff, like taxes. He has three years of taxes he hasn't filed. He's going to get in trouble. I've mentioned it to him a ton, but he doesn't want to listen. Uh, he's gotten lazy in his job. He's gotten reprimanded by his supervisor multiple times, but he doesn't really seem to take it seriously. I've been his cheerleader through all this, but I'm exhausted and looking for help. Okay. Well, let me tell you, if someone, if you're dating someone and they change in three years, you said you've been dating him for three years and he's changed in all these ways, there's something really big going on, obviously. 
but you can't save them. You can't help them. And if you've tried for three years to be the cheerleader, I would recommend as an option, it's not the only option, but I'd recommend separating in the relationship. And in order to separate correctly, you need to pick a day and a time. In other words, you say, you know, we're going to separate for 60 days. We're going to separate for 90 days. Um, Allow him to have the space in the separation. You can decide to separate and stay monogamous. You can decide to separate. I always tell people when they separate, you know, still have a date night or two during the week if if that is appropriate and acceptable for both. Sometimes when you come to the plate and say, I think we really need to separate, you've become an energy vampire. You're draining me of all of my joy in life, and I can't handle it because you're not taking care of anything in your life, not even your personal body anymore. People can get very defensive, and they can say, well, then screw you. I'm gone. And it might be good to let him go because he's become an energy vampire through your writings. You know, he has to want to fix him. You cannot do it. We've heard that a thousand times. Right. But we all still think we're going to. Oh, my gosh. We think that we have the answers. We don't have anything. Trust me. But that's what I would recommend. Reading the story really quickly. Again, if you need help, email me at talkdavid.com. But I surely wouldn't be sitting in someone's uh, garbage like that. And I couldn't encourage you to stay in that situation. Um, The next one, Dr. Debbie's coming up, going to be talking about suicide and a blood test, believe it or not, that can help dictate if someone is going to have suicidal thoughts. Crazy, isn't it? Uh, Your video on Greg Braden was uh, interesting. Greg Braden we had on last week, by the way, and we have a YouTube video. We have about 500 YouTube videos, and I did one last week after the the interview with Greg. Uh, It was very interesting. Please explain again the meditation that releases feel-good chemicals from the brain. Oh, yeah, it's called heart-centered breathing. And the way Greg described it is that he was in Peru, and he was talking to this indigenous tribe that's gone through all kinds of hell, and yet they had great attitudes, and they were extremely resilient. They were bouncing back from being pushed out of their normal habitat and all these other things. And he asked them how. Then they talked about heart-centered breathing. That when they, they, they start the breath and they follow the breath in and out of the body, and then they focus on their heart. They focus on the heart region while they're slowing down their breathing. While they're slowing their breathing down, they focus on the heart region with their brain. He said many people, when they touch the heart area to help them focus, that within three minutes there's a cascade of chemicals that leads to an uplifting attitude as well as resiliency, chemicals like serotonin and dopamine and GABA. Isn't that fascinating? So by putting your hand on your heart, we'll make it really simple, put your hand on your heart, start slowly breathing, follow the breath in and out of the body, and then go ahead and focus your mind on the heart area. That's called heart-centered breathing. And within three minutes, your brain starts to release a cascade of chemicals that improves your attitude and gives you that sense of resilience, the bounce back that we all desire, need, and want so much. Now, remember, all these shows are archived. So if you say, oh, I want to hear that full interview, Greg Braden, just go to talkdavid.com. And you'll see our archive video page and just listen. You can listen seven days a week, 24 hours a day. We've got thousands of interviews up there. Okay, the purpose of the show is to help you go to the next level with your intellect, your knowledge, but also with experiential tips that like we just gave right here, how to do it, right? How to change your life. That's what it's all about. Coming up next, one of our favorite guests, Dr. Debbie, 
Harvard-trained physician is back with us talking about suicide. We lost Robin Williams. We've lost Ernest Hemingway. We've lost all these people. Now there's a test that can help us. I'm David Essel. Stay there. This must be love. You're tuned in to David Essel Alive, America's positive radio show. Like us on Facebook and listen to hundreds of inspirational archive shows at talkdavid.com. Now here's your host, Mr. Motivation, David Essel. Coast to coast for the past 24 years, David Essel Alive, broadcasting live out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California, 1-800-548-TALK, 1-800-548-TALK. Text us during the show, 941-266-7676. You know, over the last, gosh, I don't know how many months it's been, there's been kind of like a somber mood in the studio. And the reason why is because we haven't had Dr. Devi on. <laughs> Dr. Devi! Hi, how are you? <laughs> but now you're back! It's good to be back, David. Oh, it's great to have you, honey. It really is. Now the studio can be happy again. Everything can go back to normal. (laughs) I'm going to introduce Dr. Debbie. We we love having her on. We haven't had her on in a long time, which is really ridiculous. I don't know why, but she's an assistant professor of rehab medicine at New York University School of Medicine, Harvard-trained, regularly featured on Fox, MSNBC, CNN, Dr. Oz. And how have you been doing, Dr. Debbie? How have you been, David? We, you know, we're rocking. We're doing great stuff. And, and, you know, a couple weeks ago, Robin Williams took his life. We wanted to talk to you about the whole concept of, of suicide. Um, and, and, you know, there's so many different factors, Dr. Debbie. There's the potential of genetics, which I'm going to ask you about. There's the malfunction due to addiction. There's emotional reasons like stress and even something that we've talked about, the role of codependency in suicide, which we may or may not get to. But, but what in your, as a medical doctor, what do you think the number one cause of suicide is? is well i think it has to do with a just a hopelessness where people feel like they have no other option and they can't see something else at that moment because a lot of people do have you know they do have thoughts of hopelessness that kind of pass like maybe they have a crisis a breakup some problem Mm -hmm. at work or finances but then it kind of passes and they can see well maybe this will be better later but i think what happens to a lot of people is that you know people who actually attempt suicide or commit suicide is that at that moment they can't see the future anymore that's all they can think about and then you know it's at that moment that we really need to be able to act yeah you know i i was thinking before the show we have of course robin williams we have ernest hemingway then we have do you remember you're in new york do you remember that kid who jumped off the bridge i think he was in college in new jersey when his his roommate videotaped him kissing another boy exactly exactly well, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned um, Ernest Hemingway, too, because the thing about all of these situations is that they might have had different situations from the outside, but uh, we think that kind of some of these things relate to a common pathway. So, for example, you know, Ernest Hemingway, he actually had a problem with his liver, a medical problem with his health, and what that mm. did is it caused, you know, afterwards psychological problems, psychiatric problems, where he might have felt depression, and then it led to that hopelessness. 
And with Robin Williams, he actually also had Parkinson's disease and other medical problems. So one of the things that, um, you know, that we were talking about is that all of these different things can affect how your stress hormones work on your body. So it's like a mind-body connection. Um, right. Researchers, they're working on this blood test right now. It's not available for your doctor to order for you right this moment, but it is out there in the lab, and they're looking at it. And what they're looking at is the protein in the blood, which lowers your stress hormones. So, so normally, we, stress hormones help us. Like when we wake up in the morning, we actually get our own natural you know, dose of stress hormone to help us with the day. So it's like our adrenaline that helps us deal with work or whatever other obligations we have, kids, family, all kinds of problems. So you actually do want to have some stress hormones, but the problem is that, you know, you don't want to be exposed to this constant level of stress or always be on alert and ready for problems because then you always see what could go wrong. And, you you know, if you're always under that pressure, then it can be too much for you sometimes. So... We also have a body's natural antidote in our, in our blood that protects us from these stress hormones, and that's what the blood test is looking at, how much of that antidote you have. So some of these people, uh, at least in these studies, they actually had a low level of it, and when they came up low on the test, the test was able to predict if they had thoughts of suicide. So it might be that they're exposed to too much of their own stress hormones, and they don't have a way of actually calming that down. Now, Dr. Debbie, when, when this, do you, any idea when this blood test will be available? Not yet. Usually what they do is they, uh, they do these tests in human, well, they start with animals usually. So they've passed that because they started already testing it in humans. But right. once they test it in humans, they basically submit it for, uh, for approval from the government. Is it safe to actually put out there? I mean, the danger is, let's say, even if it predicts the number, you know, if people have suicidal thoughts, the danger is that it might tell someone who's not thinking about suicide that they are and then cause some stress that way. Or the other right. way around, that if, if people think that the test is perfect and it comes up negative, like, oh, you look okay, then even if the person is thinking something that's, oh, they think maybe I shouldn't worry about it because the test came out okay. So they want to be careful to know exactly uh, what kind of instructions to give doctors and stuff when they use the test. But I think... I mean, I actually think the test is helpful because a doctor orders a blood test or a nurse practitioner or some other medical professional, right? So you're seeing somebody already in this medical setting when you get the test ordered. So they get the results and they know to follow up. But the reality is I think, you know, many of us can probably tell if somebody, you know, might be feeling hopeless. We don't necessarily need to have a blood test if, we, if we're careful and pay attention to the people around us. Yeah, this this hopelessness. Now, I want, I want to go to a, in another slightly different direction. Is there yeah. any type of a genetic link with suicide or suicidal thoughts or hopelessness? Has there ever been that you know of some type where we, we can actually see it? Like, you know, there's been genetic links for alcoholism and all different kinds of stuff. Anything that you know of? Well, usually it's through something else. So there are some links, but it's like you said, sometimes, you know, if somebody is uh, an alcoholic or if they're addicted to other drugs or if they have some other type of issue like depression, which is also genetic sometimes, then you right. can also see that link to suicide. But I haven't seen one direct gene except maybe for this uh, this protein, the one that's in the blood. So that's what they're actually looking at. So that gene isn't so much... Uh, a gene that causes you to uh, think about suicide. It's more a gene that protects you from thinking about mm. suicide. Gotcha. 
Now, what about the brain getting overloaded, like with the, the concept of addiction, you know, alcoholism, drug addiction, et cetera? You know how, like, they're always saying that because of the addiction, there's either misfiring of the synapses in the brain or the synapses get weak or the amount of dopamine or GABA or serotonin or whatever continues to, to bleed out, bleed out, bleed out. Is is there a link that we could say that, that most of these people, now we don't know about the, I don't know about the young boy um, from New Jersey, but I do know that Hemingway and Robin Williams struggled with addictions for years and years and years. Is there a link here? Well, there could be. So there's two different ways of looking at it if someone uh, has an addiction. So there's the moment that they commit suicide, if somebody's, you know, if somebody attempts suicide, if somebody's using a substance at that time, it can affect your thinking overall, right? So that might predispose you to doing something at that moment. But then when we think about the long term, you know, when we think about the long term, there are a couple different questions. You know, is it that uh, the actual substance abuse or addiction is causing them to think about suicide, or is it something else? Like whatever causes the person to think about suicide is also what predisposes them to, you know, the addiction, right? So we don't know if there's yes. some other factor there, if there's something else that's going on with the synapses that was there first and then causes right. the other problems. When when people look from the outside in, of course, you know, there's so many judgments. And one of the statements that came up, and I, I, I was looking at Facebook over the last couple of weeks, that, you know, that people are constantly commenting about how people who take their own lives are selfish because of those they leave behind in great pain. Yeah, I mean, it's really unfortunate because the thing is, you know, first of all, like anybody who's thinking about uh, or having these thoughts, right, they're already under extreme stress and extreme pressure. So just even to be faced with society or people around them who have these negative impressions, you know, it just makes them maybe more, you know, or less likely, I mean, to actually seek out help, right? Because you don't want to go see somebody who might have that same thought. So we really want to be a little bit more supportive of people who are in this kind of crisis so that they can actually feel more comfortable you know, coming out and getting getting some assistance, or even the other way. I mean, I think, you know, most of the time when we reach out to people, we reach out to people who might be thinking about suicide and tell them, okay, maybe you can call this hotline, maybe you can get some help. But I think we should also be reaching out to the people around us, you know, to keep an eye out for people around you. Does anyone you know seem to be going through a crisis right now? You know, has there been a breakup? Are they in financial distress? I mean, there are a lot of people... You know, where, like you said at the beginning, there's a combination of factors that might be affecting them, and then it's just one that might tip them over the edge where they suddenly can't get rid of that. Exactly. We, we, We were talking with Dr. Debbie. And we're going to be coming back after this quick break, and we're going to talk more about suicide prevention. We're going to talk about emotional reasons that could bring someone to that depth of even contemplating suicide. We're going to cover everything that has to do. And and the website is drdevi.com, D-O-C-T-O-R-D-E-V-I, drdevi.com. Check her out. We love having her on the show. We're going to go to a quick break. We're going to bring her back. All of these shows are archived at talkdavid.com. So if your friends or family are missing it right now and you go, oh my gosh, they could benefit from hearing this expert talk about suicide, tell them that after 9 p.m. Eastern time tonight, the show will be archived at talkdavid.com up for eternity. I'm David Essel. Stay right there. Are you 
ready for a miracle? Hi, David Essel here, inviting you to join our 10-week course, Success and Miracles, beginning Tuesday, October 7th for 10 straight weeks. You'll be joined by many other success-minded people who want what you want, success and miracles. Whether it's love, wealth, or health, go to talkdavid.com right now. This teleconference series is open to anyone in the USA. That's talkdavid.com. Join the course, Success and Miracles, to change your life now. TalkDavid.com. That's TalkDavid.com. Have you ever wondered why you struggle with money or why creating deep love is so challenging or why losing weight and keeping it off is such a struggle? Hi, I'm iHeartRadio host and author David Essel. For 22 years, we have helped thousands of people figure out the why to their life challenges and then create a plan that leads to lifelong success. If you're ready, contact me at TalkDavid.com today. Our one-on-one sessions are so effective that you will absolutely create the life you desire. And programs begin as low as $100. One-on-one with me, David Essel, at Talk. David.com. You're tuned in to David Essel Alive, America's positive radio show. Like us on Facebook and listen to hundreds of inspirational archive shows at talkdavid.com. Now here's your host, Mr. Motivation, David Essel. I love this song uh, Nathan just picked up about how to save a life, the very topic that we're talking about with Dr. Debbie right now, drdebbie.com, D-O-C-T-O-R, Debbie, D-E-V-I.com. Check her out. Uh, great, great woman, great guest. We love having her back on. Dr. Debbie, you've worked in, in pain rehabilitation for how long? Um, since 2002, <laughs> for a while. That's a, that's a long time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Have, have you ever had any clients in this situation because of the pain that were hopeless, that were suicidal? Yeah, many. So I worked in the Department of Veterans Affairs for most of that time, and actually – for a few different reasons. I mean, people who have chronic pain, they're under so much stress, and it's easy to actually feel like the pain may never get better. I mean, the reality is we can improve things sometimes, but but not always. I mean, we can make it better, but we can't always make life, you know, pain-free. That, that's <laughs> very difficult to do. So I've had patients who've had that, and then being some of them being veterans or combat veterans, they may have other injuries as well, other physical injuries. And, you know, other types of things like post-traumatic stress disorder and stuff. So we're very, you know, we're very careful to kind of look to see if somebody might have any risk factors for thinking about suicide or committing suicide. And we always ask them about it. So uh, that is very important. Do, do you have, is there anyone that you know in your personal life that tried to take their life or anyone that you know through your work that tried or was successful? Uh, well, I do know people, but actually, I mean, some of it, the first person that I met who had, who had actually committed suicide was in high school. This was the person who was in a different grade than me, but I mean, it was shocking at that time, you know, and it was really horrifying for the entire school, you know, both like mm-hmm. for the students who knew him, for the teachers, for the parents. And then later in medical school, there was somebody else who was in a similar situation. So, I think, you know, one of the things, we were talking about genetics, but we can also think about environment also. I mean, mm-hmm. what had happened in these different cases is that one specific thing, I think in, in one of the situations it was a breakup, but one thing kind of pushed the person over the edge. And just in terms of thinking about 
you know, the people that I see as patients are usually a little bit older. The people that I've kind of experienced this myself is more, you know, teenagers, the people who are younger. So I think, right. I think there's a distinction to draw. Like teenagers are actually, um, in terms of committing suicide or completing a suicide act, they're the ones who have one of the highest percentage rates because teenagers don't usually die from any other things except maybe accidents. So suicide is one of the uh, greatest causes of death, I guess, in terms of the rate of suicide. But then right. older people are actually the ones who are more likely to commit suicide in terms of your actual numbers. And so it's mm. something to kind of keep in mind. I mean, with teenagers and even the kid that you were talking about who jumped off the bridge, it may or may not be that they have uh, like a, some type of mental or physical illness at the time. That might not be the case, but it might be that their situation seems so um, overwhelming to them at that moment that that's what kind of pushes them over the edge. So yeah. what you do is so important in those types of situations because it helps people, just people to think about things from a different way, to just break that cycle of negative thinking and look at things about, you know, look for something positive. Right. You know, I, I was reading a couple things uh, after Robin Williams took his own life. You know, number one, I had no idea, Dr. Debbie, that suicides outnumber homicides in this country like a gazillion to one. Yeah. It, it it blows my mind. Like, I had no idea that suicides, the, the rate of suicide, the number of people who take their own life versus those who are killed, it's so unbelievably, the, the differentiation is huge. I want to say it's 10 to 1. It's something ridiculously high, which shocked me. Does that shock you? It shocked me, and it also kind of shows the stigma, right? If somebody's murdered, we hear about it a lot. And I mean, of course we should, but the thing is, if someone commits suicide, I mean, there's, it's a double-edged sword because the thing is you want to actually get resources there and have, you know, have more money, have more time devoted to it. But the more that people hear about suicide or talk about suicide, sometimes that can have the opposite effect because it plants mm. that idea of suicide in people's minds. So, like, for example, with Robin Williams, after that, they actually noticed that there were more calls to the crisis center, these suicide prevention centers. So I'm yes. not sure exactly what to make of that, because if there are more calls, sure, it could be that people are thinking about it more, but it could be that people who were already thinking about it actually have another option. So, you know, right. they're making the phone call that they should have made in the first place. It's a little bit difficult to think about, but yeah, I think that we should have more, you know, a positive awareness, not necessarily the publicity, like what you were talking about on Facebook, people's comments, negative comments. I think we right. should have more of an awareness and sensitivity about it, that people should know that this really... It really is a huge problem and a preventable problem. We, we received several new clients um, immediately after Robin Williams took his life for exactly what you're saying, that they were contemplating it themselves. And yeah. um, and it brought to their awareness, you know, like, I mean, I, in, in both these clients' cases, of course, I can't say anything more because it's confidential, but in both these clients' yeah. cases, the basis of it was is that these thoughts have been going on for a long time. It, it wasn't that, you know, Robin Williams took his life and all of a sudden these two people came to my office and said, you know what, we started thinking about this yesterday. For both of them, it had been months and months and months that they are on that verge, on the edge. So yeah. for them, it was actually a positive because it woke yeah. them up to, holy cow, I'm thinking of doing the same thing. I need help. So it was a very positive thing for both of them. Well, I think so, too. I mean, that's why I'm glad that we are talking about it, because I think it depends how it's presented. You know, when people think about it, like, I'm not necessarily alone. Other people might have these thoughts, or there is right. something that I can do about it. 
then it does have a positive outcome. Whereas, you know, there have been times in the past where there is more, you know, uh, you know, awareness or publicity, I guess, of the suicide, but it's not necessarily, it doesn't have a positive tone or a positive uh, goal. So I think that's where people have run into problems in the past. Yes. And and we just have about a minute left. The other thing I wanted to mention that was good news is the San Francisco Bay Bridge is putting a new project together where that they're putting this mesh net out from the bridge so that no matter how far someone leaps, they'll never be able to leap to their death in the in the Bay Area Bridge again. Well, I think that's a great thing. I, I also have heard that some bridges are now putting uh, the phones on the actual bridge that will call directly to the crisis center. So I think that oh. that's, you know, I think that all of these things are big steps in the right direction. I mean, the hard part is still that not everybody goes to a bridge, right? Some people might have, know. you know, other tools in their own home or other other ways of doing this. So it's still really important for people, if they have the thoughts, not to think, oh, I don't want to burden anybody. I don't, uh, maybe it'll pass. It's important for them to get the help that they need yeah. and, you know, try to get plugged in so that they have a a way of dealing with these thoughts if they come back again. Exactly. Dr. Debbie, if you want to find out more about her, we love her when she visits with us, drdebbie.com, D-O-C-T-O-R-D-E-V-I.com. Dr. Debbie, wonderful. Thank you so much for your passion and energy and helping us here on the show. Oh, thanks for having me, David. It's always great to join you. Yes, we'll do it again, okay? All right, sounds great. Okay, have a great night. All right, you too. Thank you. Thank you bet. Bye-bye. com. Dr. Debbie.com. Check it out. She's awesome. She rocks. Coming up, we're going to talk about you're smarter than you think. And let me make this final statement. If you have a friend or you are worried about your own suicidal thoughts, contact your local NAMI office, N-A-M-I, or suicide hotlines. Please, David Essel, stay right there. Are you ready for a miracle? Hi, David Essel here, inviting you to join our 10-week course, Success and Miracles, beginning Tuesday, October 7th for 10 straight weeks. You'll be joined by many other success-minded people who want what you want, Success and Miracles. Whether it's love, wealth, or health, go to TalkDavid.com right now. This teleconference series is open to anyone in the USA. That's TalkDavid.com. Join the course, Success and Miracles, to change your life now. TalkDavid.com. That's TalkDavid.com. Have you ever wondered why you struggle with money or why creating deep love is so challenging or why losing weight and keeping it off is such a struggle? Hi, I'm iHeartRadio host and author David Essel. For 22 years, we have helped thousands of people figure out the why to their life challenges and then create a plan that leads to lifelong success. If you're ready, contact me at TalkDavid.com today. Our one-on-one sessions are so effective that you will absolutely create the life you desire. And programs begin as low as $100. One-on-one with me, David Essel, at TalkDavid.com david.com